What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Come on, church. Happy, happy, happy Sunday. You know I love Sundays, but today, especially, especialmente, okay, because of what I'm going to be talking about today and what the God's going to do in your life, uh, we want to encourage you to hit the share button. Tell all your friends about this message and this series. It's going to be awesome. I'm Miles McPherson, Pastor of the Rock Church. Welcome to church today. Let's get on our knees. Let's get on our knees. Get out of your seats. Get on your knees. Get off the bed. Roll off the couch, wherever you're at. I know some of y'all sitting in bed still. Come on now. Get on your knees. We got peoples in the building on your knees, on our knees. And, and we're going to pray. Um, this is especially important because we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. And it's very important that we acknowledge his presence. Lord, we just thank you that you sent the Holy Spirit. And we thank you for your word and all that we can learn about him. We can't do anything without the spirit of God in our life that builds the kingdom. So I pray you encourage us today to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Come on, get your Bibles out, get your Bibles out, get your Bibles out. Turn to the book of Hebrews. We're going to start there. We're going to, we got a lot of verses to look at today. The book of Hebrews. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word. Come on, church, word. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. In 1857, there was a book written called The Invisible Man. And when I was a kid, there was a black and white movie. Black and white mean there was no color on the screen. And it was called The Invisible Man. It was scary. I don't remember a whole lot what it was about. I just remember it was about a guy who was invisible and you never knew where he was. And he would do stuff that, you know, you never saw what he does, saw what he did, but you knew he was there. And then recently they made a new movie, uh, a current movie with color and all the stuff that we have now today, obviously, uh, about the invisible man. It's about a woman whose husband was abusive and he was an engineer, he was real smart. And um, make a long story short, he created this suit where he could become invisible and she was trying to convince people he was there and it was a lot of drama. And then at one point in the movie, she poured uh, paint on him so she could see him. Today I want to talk about the Holy Spirit. The invisible man. The spirit of God is invisible and often because he's invisible and we can't see him, we ignore him. And we don't know what he's about. He's mysterious. He doesn't have a name. You know, he's kind of in the background. But he is so, so critical. And in this series called The Invisible Man, we're going to learn how to not only see what he does and see him and have him come alive to our eyes, not only the eyes in our head, but the eyes of our heart. But how do we engage in him, with him. How do we involve him in our life? And so that's what we're going to talk about for the next four weeks. And, and, and this series is so critical that because the kingdom of God is invisible, it has activities in the visible, but the Holy Spirit spirit. Matter of fact, I want to read something to you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. It says, by faith, Moses, when he came of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasure of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ better than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Then look what it says. By faith, everyone say by faith, by faith. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. And then look what it says. It says, 
For he endured the wrath and the rejection of Egypt as seeing him who is invisible. Imagine if you could see the invisible. The invisible God. Imagine if you could see what the invisible God does. Imagine if you could hear what he says. Imagine if you could know what he's thinking. Imagine if you could understand his plan for your life. Imagine if the invisible God and all. Man, how many times have you spoken to someone and said, well, if God is real, let him show himself. Oh, he does every day. We just, don't, we just don't notice. So we're going to talk about what you can do so you can see the, the, spirit of God, the Spirit of God. First, let's talk about who the Holy Spirit is. You've got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, the Trinity. The word Trinity is not in the Bible. It is a human construct as far as that name. But in the Bible, there is the Father, there is the Son, and there is the Holy Spirit. They're expressions of God, but three are one. They are so closely knit together, they are one. You know, the Bible says the man and woman shall become, two shall become one. The, Holy, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are the model of oneness. But the Holy Spirit is God. He has all the power of God, all the wisdom of God. He is just as much God as the Father, just as much God as the Holy, as Jesus, and he's the Spirit of God. I want to read a few things. In, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, 1 and 2, it tells us the Holy Spirit was involved in creation. Genesis 1 and 2, verse, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was in the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. The Holy Spirit was involved in creation. The Holy Spirit's involved in salvation. In John chapter 3, John chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So the Holy Spirit's involved in creation. He's involved in salvation. The Holy Spirit is also involved in the resurrection. Romans chapter 8, verse 10. If, and if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit of life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead, the spirit who raised Jesus from the dead is in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. He's involved in creation. Uh, creation, salvation, resurrection, judgment. The Holy Spirit is a person. And we're going to do a whole message more on who he is. I'm giving you a foundation because I want to talk about something different today. But I'm going to give you a foundation. He's involved in creation. He's involved in salvation. He's involved in, in resurrection. He's also involved in judgment. He's involved in everything God's involved in because he's God. And, but he's also a person. And what I mean by person, this is a human. But what, make, what makes me a person is not my physical body, it's my soul. It's my ability to have a relationship. I can have no arms, no legs, not be able to see, not be able to talk, I'm still a person. This doesn't make me a person. This is just the shell on, the, on what makes me a person. It's called my body. The Holy Spirit's a person. Let me read one verse, and, we'll, and in a couple of weeks we're going to talk about more about how much of a person he is. But in this one passage, John 16, 13 to 15, watch this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, there's another word, title for him, spirit of truth, he will guide you in all truth. How many of you want to be guided in all truth? The Holy Spirit does that. The Holy Spirit does that. We're going to see next week. The role of the Holy Spirit related to the role of Jesus, related to the role of the Father. We're going to talk about that next week. But one of the things he does, he guides you in all truth. And then it says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are so one, they all say the same thing. 
He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. This is Jesus talking. He will glorify me. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and give it to you. The Holy Spirit reminds us of what Jesus said. Why? Because they're not going to say different things. Okay, so he's involved in creation. He's involved in salvation. He's involved in judgment. He's involved in, 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 in redemption, resurrection. And he's a person. Okay, just a little foundation. We'll talk more about him next week. But I want to talk about today is something to prepare your heart. We need to prepare our hearts for what the Holy Spirit is going to do. Um, 15 years ago, I was planting a tree in front of my house. I'm not a, a gardener. I was just cheap. We bought a house, and I'm like, I'm doing this myself, and it was a nightmare. We didn't have dirt in our yard. We had rocks, literally. We, me and my kids, my kids were little, had piled up rocks in front of a house that was about 30 feet long, about this high, just with wheelbarrows. That's how many rocks we took out of our yard just to put in. Um, it, was, it was insane. But I was like, I'm determined we're going to put a pool and we're going to put plants in and want to put this big palm tree in front of my house. It was like as high as a house. And so when you, I went there to get the palm tree and, the, and the, you have the palm tree and then you have the root system. It's called the bulb. It looks like a bulb. It's round. And so I dug a hole for the bulb. I figured the bulb is this big. I'll dig a hole that big. And the day before, someone said, no, the hole needs to be twice as big as the bulb. I'm like, whoa. Not only does it have to be twice as big as the bulb, you have to have a drain, and then you have to irrigate it. Then you have to have these time-release fertilizer pills. And I was stressed. So I'm out in the dark with a pick, digging this hole, and the sparks are flying because it's all rocks. And I'm like, dang. And this tree is coming on a crane at like 8 o'clock in the morning. And I, I, I got the thing. I didn't hope it was big. And, and by the way, if this tree dies, I'm going to have this 30-foot dead tree in front of my house. So I'm stressed. So anyway, the truck shows up with this, on this crane, and they had to put the crane, the crane had to pick this tree up. I mean, it was a nightmare, and it was a total God thing. But what I had to do is I had to create this hole that was twice as big as the bulb because I had to create an environment. Everyone say environment. I had to create an environment for the tree to live. If the environment was wrong, the tree would have died. So I dug the hole, put the fertilizer in, put a drain pipe in, put the, put the water in, I, and I put soil in there. And I just prayed that in 30 days the tree was still alive. But it all was determined by the environment. All I want to talk about today, we just give a little foundation of who the Holy Spirit is. We'll talk more about that next week. But all I want to talk about today is you and I preparing our heart in our heart, an environment for the Holy Spirit to come. Because if the Holy Spirit is not welcome in your life, all this is head information. And we missed the whole point. But if he's welcome in your life, stuff will happen in your life before you even ask. Matter of fact, at the end of this service, I'm going to do a little healing prayer. How many of y'all, wherever you are in the room or online, you have something that physically wrong with you. Just raise your hand that you would love healing for. Very good. Okay. We're going to do a little healing prayer at the end, and here's what's going to happen. 
And, and I don't notice, I, again, I just see it all the time, that the Holy Spirit, if your heart's right, not only is he going to heal some of y'all, he's going to heal some of y'all before I even pray for you to be healed. <laughs> so watch this, watch this, watch this. How many of y'all, even, no matter where you're at in the, in the whole world, no matter where you're at, raise your hand if you got something you would love to be physically healed of or some kind of healing in your life. Just raise your hand, raise your hand. Raise your hand really high. Keep your hand up, keep your hand up. Okay, okay, okay. And so what, what I'm going to ask, I got people in the room here, and if you're at home, I'm going to ask you the same thing. Before I pray at the end, I'm going to ask you to feel like if it's healed. And if it's healed, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. And you're going to be like, oh, snap. Watch. Why? Because when you are in the presence of the Holy Spirit and you are submitted to him, he automatically corrects stuff. Because that's what he does. Some of you need to forgive somebody. Some of you are angry. Some of you are jealous. Some of you are envious. That, if you submit yourself to the Holy Spirit, you don't even pray for that stuff. It just fixes. I'm not saying everything gets fixed automatically, but he starts fixing stuff. That's what he does. So three things we're going to welcome. We're going to tell the Holy Spirit. We're going to tell the Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. Everybody say out loud, I welcome your presence. Ooh, I welcome your presence. I welcome your presence. If you every day calmed your heart and said, Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. You know what he's going to do? I'm here. How many of y'all feel the peace of God right now? How many of y'all, I mean, think how stressed our lives are. You got the coronavirus, you got the politic drama, you got the racism drama, you got people losing their jobs, money problems, the vaccine. <sighs> Holy Spirit. And then when he says, I got you. I got you. Number two, Holy Spirit, I welcome your mysterious ways. Oh, yeah. He don't do things your way. And if you tell him, I welcome your presence, I welcome the mystery of walking with you. I'm not going to try to control stuff. And number three, Holy Spirit, I welcome my role in the battle. Let's go to war. Okay, number one, Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, when Jesus was baptized, it says, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, when he was baptized, Jesus came immediately out of the water and behold, the heavens were opened and he saw the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. Now, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. It said he came upon him like a dove. Why a dove? A dove represents several things. A dove represents peace. A dove represents cleanliness. A dove was the only bird in the Old Testament that you can sacrifice. It was the only bird that was clean enough. A dove represents gentleness, relationship. Doves are very nervous birds. They fly around and they check that wherever they're going to land is safe. And a dove will only land where it feels safe. And they're very shy. 
And so when we are saying, Holy Spirit, come in my life, Holy Spirit is going, hmm, you sure? Am I welcome in your life? Is my, I'm a spirit of, a spirit, uh, uh, the spirit of truth, is my truth welcome in your life? I'm the counselor. Is my counsel welcome in your life? I'm the helper. Is my help welcome in your life? Imagine if you just told God, you're stressed out. Lord, I welcome. Spirit of God, I welcome your peace. You, don't, you have a question. Spirit of God, I welcome your wisdom. You have a conflict. Spirit of God, I welcome your counsel. If you are constantly going to him first and constantly telling God, and when the Holy Spirit, when, when, when the, if you would imagine a bird fly, I, I'm an animal person, so I love animals, and uh, I, I think one time I held a hawk or something on my, on my hand, but when a bird lands on your hand, you have to be very still to make that, especially a dove, if, you, if you're nervous, they'll fly away. Animals can tell some more than others if you're nervous or scared. I, like, I'm, I'm, I love horses. I think they're one of the most incredible animals, but I'm scared of horses because I had a bad experience. <laughs> but, and when I get on horses, they know this brother's scared. <laughs> he, he wants to get off real quick. I was going to just shake him like that. He, he, and I, I am so, so nervous because I had a bad experience. They can tell when a, when a dove lands, it's only going to stay there if he senses he's welcome. Is the Holy Spirit welcome? And do you welcome his presencia, his presence? Number two. The Holy Spirit, I welcome your mysterious ways. God's ways are not your ways. You may think that that disaster is the end of your life when actually is the best thing to happen to you. I just lost my job. <laughs> Shut up. I got a better one for you. <laughs> You just lost your girl. I got a better one for you. <laughs> but we think we know. Look what it says in John chapter 3. This is, this is, I've read this passage so many times. And God showed me. John chapter 3. John chapter 3, Nicodemus is a religious leader. He's going to come to Jesus at night and he's going to ask Jesus some questions. But then Jesus is going to give him some Holy Spirit wisdom. Look what it says. There was a man of the Pharisees, a religious Jew named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said, Rabbi, we know you are a teacher come from God for no one can do the signs you do. Jesus walked on water, healed the blind, healed the deaf, healed the mute, healed the cripple, cast out demons. He said, no one can do what you do. And Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Unless a man is born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born again when he was old? Can he go into his mother a second time? Think about it. Mom, I got some good news. I got some bad news. <laughs> how you can't go in your mother a second time? Come on, Nicodemus. Jesus said, most assuredly I say, unless one is born of water... And the spirit, he will not enter the kingdom of God. We read that earlier. And then it says, that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say you must be born again. For the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound. But you can't tell where it came from, and you can't tell where it is going. So is everyone born of the spirit. You hear the wind, 
but you don't know where it's coming from, where it's going. So when you are in your mother's womb, you are in a closed environment for about 40 weeks, and it's, it's, it's full of amniotic fluid, water. It's dark. You can hear the mother's heart, heartbeat. It's warm. You're getting fed by your mom. You're getting loved by your mom. People are speaking to you, and you're whoa, 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 speaking through the stomach. And, and, and all this is happening, and you're not breathing on your own. She's taking care of you. That is your first environment. When you were born into the world, and, you're, and by the way, in that environment, you are completely dependent on your mother. Then you get born of water into the world, and now you're breathing air, you're seeing stuff, you can hear stuff, you can move around, you can feed yourself, you can interact, you have more space, and you are now in a different environment, and now you are somewhat dependent on yourself. I mean, of course, people, you grow up and you, you become self-dependent as you grow older. But you go from one environment where you're completely dependent on your mom to another environment where you transition your environment from your mom to yourself, and then you get born again. And when you get born again, you go from this environment to the kingdom of God. And when you get born into the kingdom of God, you go from being dependent on yourself to being dependent on the spirit of God. So you go from being in your mom, completely dependent on your mom. You get born into this world. Now you transition from your mom to people to yourself. And then when you get born again, you get born into the kingdom of God. And in the kingdom of God, the rules are different. In, in, your, in your womb, you get your oxygen through your mother, through your umbilical cord. When you... When you Get born of your mom. Now you can breathe your own air. And then when you get born again, oh, the, the, the spirit of God is your strength. Now in the spirit of God, the rules are different. It's invisible. It's invisible. And he says, it's mysterious. As the wind blows, you don't know where it comes from, where it goes. And so you have to discern. Holy Spirit, in, in the kingdom, it's not the tables here and that's it. It's only a table. There's mystery about relationships, about pain, about strife, about uh, 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 development and personal development and discernment. There's so much mystery. There's spiritual demons and angels and spiritual world that I can't see that's happening in my life according to some eternal plan for my life. So much I can't see with my eyes, but it's true. It's happening. So how do I engage in that? So Holy Spirit, I want to start by telling you I welcome your mystery. I want to know. I spent the night in the desert once. Um, it was two of us. And the guy I was with is a camper. He's a mountain man, so he does this stuff all the time. I'm kind of a hotel guy. You know. So I wasn't really adapted to being out in the dark by myself. So he dropped me off and he said, I'll see you in 24 hours. I was like calling out to my mother. So he sent me over to a little tent, a little pup tent, and I had my car, and we had a little fi- I had a little fire, and it was cool while the sun was up. Then it got dark, and it was scary. High coyotes, you could hear like, like 100 coyotes. There's a brother over there. I mean, I swear they were coming to get me. So I, I did not sleep. I was walking around every time. I was hearing all kinds of stuff. It was, I didn't sleep at all. I was up a whole night just walking around 360, keeping my head on a swivel because somebody's out here. And there ain't nobody out there for like 100 miles. Anyway, so I'm out there. But one of the things I noticed was I could hear the wind before I felt the wind. And I started paying attention to try to, and it was like a game. I was trying to figure out where the wind was coming from and where the wind was going. I could hear it. (laughs) 
And I was like, is it over there, is it over there? Is it over? And, and, I, and I, it became this game. I said, how can I figure out where the wind's coming from and where the wind's going? The Bible says, so is everyone who's born again. You don't know where the wind's coming from and you don't know where it's going. All you know is that when it hits you, you, you know right here to right here, right here to right here. This is all you know. Now, after it leaves me, I don't know where it goes. And I don't know where it came from. It don't matter. All I know is that it made me do that. And then it made me do that. And then it made me do that. that and, 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 and as a Christian, as someone who says, I want to be in touch with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just tell me my next move. All of us want to know, Holy Spirit, tell me the whole plan. Tell me, tell me everything. No, no, no. I'm just going to tell you right now. And if you let me, if you follow the wind, I'll, if you follow me, I'll take you. But you have to discern that. You have to trust in that. So Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. Holy Spirit, I'm, I welcome your mystery. I'm putting my finger to the air. To, what are you doing in my life? I just lost everything. What are you doing? And then number three, Holy Spirit, I welcome my role in the battle. Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and the end of the earth. And then Acts chapter 2, verse 1, the Holy Spirit came. And it says, the day of Pentecost was fully come when all with one accord in one place and suddenly came a sound from heaven, a mighty rushing wind and it filled the whole place where they were sitting and there appeared on them tongues of fire and one sat upon each of them and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke in tongues and all the people heard the gospel in their own language. They were equipped for battle. They didn't have a gun. They didn't have a sword. They had the sword of the spirit, the word of God, and the power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. If you are ready. If you say, Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. I welcome your mystery. I welcome whatever, however you want to use me in the battle. Stuff will happen in your life. So in a minute, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray for healing. I told you in the very beginning, I'm going to pray for healing. So I'm going to do another test. By a show of hands, how many of y'all have something that you would love God to heal you of? Just raise your hand wherever you are. Come on, raise it real high. And by, 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 by the way, by raising it, you are by faith acknowledging I have something that maybe God can heal. He may heal it now. He may heal it later. But I have something I believe God can heal. Okay, in a minute, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask God to bring kingdom of God alignment into your body. But I don't want you to ask for healing necessarily. I want you to say, Holy Spirit, I welcome your presence. I welcome the mystery of your ways. I welcome my place in your battle. I am here for you. Do with me what you want. Bring kingdom of God alignment to my ankle, to my hip, to my neck, to my spine, to my liver, to my cancer, whatever it is. Bring kingdom. There's no, there's no sickness in, in heaven. Bring kingdom of God. There's no, there's no sickness. There's no, there's no ailment. Everything is perfect in the kingdom of God in, in heaven. Lord, bring thy will be done on earth in my body as it is in heaven. And I declare that now over my life. I'm going to pray that for you in a minute. And before I do that, I'm going to ask you right now, as, if you raised your hand, if you feel like I was raising my hand because my ankle hurt, I was raising my hand because my, 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 my wrist hurt, I want you to feel it and see if it was healed. Before I ask, pray. Before I pray, just pray. And if, it, and if you feel like it feels any better, just raise your hand up. Anybody? Anybody raise your hand up? Anybody? Great, great, great. So here's what's going to happen. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I want, you to, I want you to just listen. Listen. And by the way, here's the thing about praying, healing. It's all between you and God. 
In other words, it's not me failing or passing or, or, or succeeding because my fail or pass is simply just to ask. And then God does what he does. I, I, I did this once and, and, and a friend of mine, he was like, God don't heal people. This guy had no faith. He was criticizing God. And guess what? God healed him just to shut him up. I've had that happen more than one time. So I'm going to ask all you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, you are here. Eyes closed, heads bowed. If you feel like God already healed you, just raise your hand up real high. Just raise your hand up. Good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your faithfulness. And all we're going to pray today, God, is to tell you that we welcome your presence. You are welcome here in our hearts, in this place. We welcome the mysteriousness of how you move in our life. Your ways are not our ways. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so your ways are above ours. And we welcome the power that you give us to fight battles. But, Lord, right now I pray for healing, supernatural healing. And all the people raise their hands that you would give them, one, that you would heal their faith, heal their discouragement, heal broken relationships, heal their body, bring kingdom of God alignment to their bodies or whatever they need healing from. May the God of peace correct that which is incorrect, straighten that which is crooked, smooth that which is rough. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. God bless you. If you were healed of anything, at any degree, even feels like 50% better, we want you to text us, put it in the chat. My leg feels better. My knee feels better. My head feels better. I, 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 I'm not angry at my mom anymore. I'm not angry at my kids anymore. Whatever it is, let us know and declare it. Take that step. Let's take another step. Let's take another step. Now we're going to pray for our offering. Let's give the Lord a hand. <laughs> and when we do this offering, I just... For this offering, I just want to tell you, and, and by the way, if you want to give, just text the word uh, give to 52525. That's give to 52525. Um, and we thank you for your gift. And I just want to tell you thank you. I want to tell you thank you for your faithfulness. Um, you guys have been incredibly, incredibly faithful in your generosity during these last 15 months, 13 months that we've been, or 15 months that we've been um, uh, during COVID, not having indoor service. Thank you for keeping our doors open, keeping our staff hired, keeping the work going, and keeping the gospel going out. We are, I can tell you we are reaching, it's, 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 almost, it's almost not even real to tell you we are reaching, um, let me do the math here, 100 times more people online than we were before. It's insane. It's insane. And so, I'm sorry, not 100, 12, 12 times, 12 times, 1,200%. Philippians, Philippians 1, 3 to 6. I thank my God upon remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with joy. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. 
Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it to the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. When you give, you are partnering with us so we can help them and you as well. And so I just want to tell you thank you. I want to pray a blessing over you and your finances and your generosity. And that even in your giving, God will bring healing into your heart. Lord, thank you so much for the offering. Thank you so much for all the faithful givers. Thank you so much for the ability to give and how you have opened doors for us to reach so many more people than we can ever ask or imagine. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Next week we will be doing part two to the invisible man. And we're so excited about it. God bless you. See you next week. Come on, church. Let's go, church.